0: Thank you for joining us for a life-changing message from Norm Oberlin, pastor of Mount Hope Church in beautiful Gaylord, Michigan. Our prayer is that this message will help strengthen and encourage your walk with Christ. Please enjoy. And now, here is Pastor Norm. I'm excited to have already gone through some amazing things. I, I thought that one song, Pastor Roger, you guys, that was awesome. And you know, every time we sing that, it just reminds us of our faith of our doctrines of faith. And uh, I'm encouraged by that. But I believe that there is a a point in the service when we've got to preach the Word. You know, when we're out there all week long and we're in the public, we're in our jobs or the schools or the community, the stores, whatever, there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily care for us. Christian! (laughs) Christian!
1: Anybody ever been treated like that? Yeah. It isn't like it used to be. And Jesus said these days were going to come when
0: we'd be persecuted. Today I want to talk about some of the things that He shared. And I want to begin just by... and, and this is something that all of you have probably seen before. How many of you love studying the Bible? Or even listen? how many listen to the Bible? You know, I I keep hearing that from different people. Man, I get my car and I just plug in my MP3 or your phone and I just start listening to the Word coming back at me. What a great way to get filled with the Holy Spirit and with God's Word. Amen? What is the Bible? The Word of God. And you've seen this before, I'm sure. The Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. The B-I-B-L-E. It shows us how we're supposed to live on this side of heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. But until that day comes, we need to know what we should be, how we should be living, what we should be doing with all of this. Point at yourself and go, all of this. you got all of that to use to God's glory. Are you using it for that purpose? Or are you using it for your own means? Listen, as we become students of the Bible, and that's something all of us should become, as we become students of the Bible, it's hard to miss the fact that sometimes Jesus says things or said things that aren't that easy to understand. In fact, they're equally as difficult to apply to our lives. They're they're like what we think and what God thinks are like, Polar opposites, right? You get where I'm going with this? Isaiah 55-8. How many have heard this one? My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine, Isaiah said. God doesn't think like us. You see, we've, we've come under the curse. We're a fallen people thanks to our ancestors Adam and Eve. And because of that, our thinking is tainted. It's infected. These are infected with what? Sin. And there's only one antidote. There's only one remedy, and that is Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah. Our idea because of that fall, our idea of what's spiritual is often different than what God's idea of spiritual is. Some of these things are hard sayings. And I want to talk
1: about that this morning. Would you stand one more time with me? Lord, this, this preacher, this man,
0: I, I put things down on paper, but Lord, I, I'm praying right now that You would just speak to us. I've already gone through this message several times and I've applied it to my own life, but even if there are things I've missed, Lord, help me to see them. And I pray for everyone listening today, whether on the podcast or live or sitting right here, Lord, I pray that You would give us ears to hear and eyes to see the things of God. Tenderize our hearts, Lord. Don't let us walk out of here today going, oh, that's a nice message, but I didn't get much out of it. Help us apply this to our daily living. Help us not to be full of pride, but rather to walk in humility and to say, Lord, what do You want to do in me? What do You want to change in me? We pray this, Lord, in Your name, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Today, I want to look at the passage of Scripture beginning with Luke 6, verse 20. I'll be reading from the New Living Testament. Similar to the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave in chapters 5 through 7 in Matthew, the message that was recorded by Dr. Luke, who is, of course, one of the apostles, it's also known as what? Sermon on the Mount is also known as the Beatitudes. Well, this word beatitude in its rawest form simply means supreme blessing. How many of you could use a supreme blessing today? Hallelujah. You know, we should be living in those supreme blessings every day. We really should. As this word alludes to, there is so much more that God has for us. I like how gotquestions.org, by the way, that's a great Bible site. gotquestions.org explains this. And I quote, the Greek word translated blessed means happy, blissful, or literally to be enlarged. Now I'm working on not being so enlarged this way. But when it comes to my spiritual health, when it comes to my finances, I could use some enlarging. In the Sermon on the Mount, they went on to say, Jesus uses the word to refer to more than a superficial happiness. In this context, blessed means a state, listen to this, a state of spiritual well-being. Would you say that? It's a state of spiritual well-being and prosperity. Add that part. So blessed refers to a state of spiritual well-being and prosperity. And then they went on to say, It's the happiness of a deep joy within our soul. Now this last week, I was struggling. Ministry was wearing me out. And I just stopped one day and I went, what is going on? And I heard the Lord say to me, who made this so hard? Norm, you've got the best job in the world! Why aren't you excited about it? I shared this with our leaders Tuesday night. And I had to stop and go, the joy of the Lord is my strength. What is wrong with me? And I had to shake myself out of that because I wasn't living like Jesus taught me to live. I was living the way my flesh was saying to live. And sometimes we just got to go, get behind me, flesh. I'm a new man. Thanks to Jesus. I want those blessings. I think you already know this, but Jesus came to bring us life and life to the full. He spent many hours teaching the people or perhaps unteaching them is a better way to put it. How many know there were some religious folk in that audience? In fact, they were there for the wrong reason. They were there to catch Him. To trip Him up. They saw these crowds following Jesus. And you know what they were thinking? He's stealing our flock. Instead of rejoicing that the Messiah had come, the Son of God was in their midst. Instead of getting excited about that, they were worried about how their numbers were going to go down.
1: Jesus had to teach the people there's a better way. They had to unlearn what the religious leaders taught them. I'd like you to go back.
0: Pretend like, if you will, just close your eyes just for a minute. Pretend like you're sitting on that hill, on that mount. It's a nice day. The, the winds are blowing gently and it's not too hot, not too cold, and the sun's just coming down on the crown of your head. And you, can you just feel that a little bit? You might hear a few voices here and there, but you realize that you're listening to none other than the Messiah. Hosanna, Hosanna, the people yelled. Jesus from Nazareth, some said. He claimed to be the Son of Man. He was the Son of God. Listen to Jesus as He speaks. Luke 6, 20. God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. I'm certain that as Jesus spoke, those people were eating up every word He had to say. Can you hear Him this morning? Is He speaking to you right now? To me, sometimes I read verses like these and I think, Was Jesus speaking in riddles? Yet, if He was, I think I get it. You know, He wanted some to understand. He wanted others, not so much. Especially the religious folk. Verse 22, What blessings await you when people hate you? What? Can you imagine the first time that this came out of His mouth? As a follower of Jesus, What blessings await you when people hate you, and exclude you, and mock you, and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man?
1: Imagine what was going through their heads. Who is this guy?
0: Verse 23, when that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy for a great reward awaits you in heaven and remember their ancestors treated the ancient prophets the same way wait a minute what do you mean when when people hate me and exclude me and mock me and curse me I'm supposed to be happy about that is that what he just said did you hear him leap with joy joy?
1: really who does that The Master told the people this because those who endure persecution
0: for His sake will one day receive a great reward. I think we could almost flip that around and say if you're not persecuted, I'm not sure about the reward. Just saying. How many would say that's good news? Not the last thing I said, but
1: what Jesus said.
0: Does this make sense to you? Then Jesus, he, he kind of flipped gears here, and it was almost like He felt the eyes of those spies in the group. And He started by saying this in verse 23. He started
1: more of a tough talk. Did I say 23? I meant 24. What
0: sorrow awaits you who are rich? For you have your only happiness now. What sorrow awaits you who are fat and prosperous now? For a time of awful hunger awaits you. What sorrow awaits you who laugh now? For your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds, for their ancestors also praised the false prophets. Imagine this. Now, listen, the Lord wasn't saying being rich and prosperous was a bad thing. I hope you didn't hear that. Because that's not what He said. Listen, we are a blessed nation, some of the wealthiest people on this planet. So, if that's what He was saying, we're all in trouble. Listen to what the Holy Spirit would say today. Are you carefree, but could care less about others Then you would be able to apply this to your life? Are you selfish, selfishly rich, indulging your own needs, but ignoring the needs of others? You would fall into this then. Do you have life by the bowl? yet never thinking How you might be able to bless those who are empty and less fortunate. You would be able to apply this to your life. Listen to this last one. Do you run from those who are having a blown up kind of day just because you don't want your good day to be messed up by their bad day? You would be able to apply this. Can I get a good amen? Now that's of course my paraphrase of what Jesus just said. The Lord wants us to hear His teachings and then use them to cross-examine our own lives. To make sure that we're living for Him and not for me. Ask the Holy Spirit, am I doing these things? Lord, am I guilty of any of this? If I am, forgive me. Lord, help me with this. Because I want to get a reward. I don't want to be cursed. Help me to turn from my selfish ways and begin living as Jesus taught me to live. (coughs) Then Jesus goes over the top with His next idea. (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine if I was sitting there what I'd be thinking. I'm trying to put this in a modern sense and I'm sitting here going, really? I can't believe the people sat there. I I would have walked out, maybe. Maybe
1: I'm a religious person. I don't know. He gave this command, love your enemies. Let me read it.
0: But to you who are willing to listen, the NLT says. You see, He knew That there are going to be people in that crowd who are going to turn him off as soon as he said what's, what's going to come next. If you're willing to listen, I say, say it with me, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Now we're getting into some territory I don't like. If somebody slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also.
1: If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to
0: anyone who asks when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back.
1: Do to others as you would like them to do to you. The world teaches us that when
0: somebody does us wrong, get even. Picture yourself driving down I-75 and some moron comes flying up on your rear and almost runs you off the road. What should you do, Christian follower? No! You mash that accelerator down, catch up with that dude, and you give
1: him the wicked nasty eye. Right? No.
0: I'm kidding. That's what you want to do. The flesh wants to be in one of those big county snow plows. You just want to push the dude off the road. I'll help you. You know, if you really have to do something, if the person's in danger, what should you do? Call the police and say, hey, somebody's running people off the road. Yeah. Get their license number and turn them in. But what should you do besides that part? Turn the other cheek. Begin to pray for them. That God keeps that person and everybody in His path safe. Amen? Turn the other cheek? What? I don't like this. When somebody ruffles my feathers, I want to ruffle theirs. I'm just being honest. And you can't tell me you don't feel the same way most of the time. Very seldom does somebody come up and start messing with us. How about if I came over here and I started messing with your wife, brother? Why, you. And I started spewing things on her. What would you do? Yeah, I'd be slammed right down there. What about turning? What about what Jesus said? Didn't he say, turn the other cheek? right I'll pray for yeah. <laughs> yeah he'll pray for himself afterwards but aren't we all like that see that's why I'm saying these are hard things to do but Jesus didn't say them because they were hard he said them because they were good for us to
1: follow to practice to apply to our daily living amen
0: What Jesus taught in His day is just as important and just as applicable today for you and I. Perhaps more so because of what we're up against. What would our world be like, hear this, what would our world be like if we prayed for those in politics who didn't agree with us? Listen, it's easy to pray for people that are doing what I feel is the right thing. There are some right now I have no problems praying for. In fact, I get up and I'm going going to pray for president. I'm going to pray for... But then I start thinking about the people that are anti what I believe.
1: And I struggle with that. Am I the only one? Yet Jesus
0: told us, you need to pray for these people maybe our society would be different if we started if we stopped being so judgmental so self-righteous and we just started saying lord i don't know what it's going to take but i pray jesus gets in their in their heart in their life lord bless those people today what that's right because that's what jesus told us to do love them bless them don't curse them you know what? The Holy Spirit will take care of all this of in the end if they don't turn. That's not our business. Our business is to take care of this. And the only way this is going to be healthy is if we're doing things Jesus' way and we should be blessing people and not cursing them. Imagine how different our communities would be if we prayed for those who are trying to hurt us rather than help us. Just saying. This is
1: God's way of doing life. This is how He wants you and me to live our lives. Hallelujah. Corey Tenboom, tramp for the Lord. I don't know
0: if you know the story, but she was thrown into a Nazi prison camp, she and her sister and mistreated every single day while she was there. As I understand it, it was just a horrendous atmosphere. Little food, fleas, lice, filthy clothing, barely given the basics of hygiene, and they were raped on a continual basis by the guards. And one day,
1: one of the guards killed her sister, in that process. Later, as Corey was ministering to the people and
0: God had used her mightily, miracle on top, a miracle happened through her ministry. And she was standing there one day as the crowds were lining up to have her lay hands on people. And she looked out.
1: And she saw that guard (laughs) turn the other cheek. I'm guessing she started thinking, God, let a lightning bolt
0: come down and blow that sucker up. I can't imagine how she must have felt. Because this man killed her sister and abused her as well.
1: And she had to live with that all those years. And she heard that still, small voice. Forgive
0: Him. Forgive Him.
1: I can't forgive Him, Lord. You know what He did to us. Forgive Him. I can't. And the Lord spoke softly and He said, I know. You put your hand out. I'll take care of the rest.
0: That man got up there. She did what the Lord told her. And he moved mightily. That man repented, asked for forgiveness, told
1: her how horribly sorry he was, and asked if she would forgive him. Imagine that moment. The devils thought they'd won. But they hadn't.
0: That day, all of heaven had a
1: praise clap going. Imagine if we do the same. Heavenly principles, when applied to one's life, can
0: generate new opportunities, new experiences, and best of all, new blessings. You want good things to happen? Start living the way that the Bible teaches to live. Listen to the Master as though you were sitting on that mount. When you read those words in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, as you read them, put yourself there. Lord, what do you want to teach me today? And listen to it as though He's speaking directly to you because the Word is alive. It'll help you. In so many ways. Don't let this life beat you down. Live the way that Jesus commanded us to live and you will begin to see a huge blessing. It may not be instantaneous, but it'll come if you don't give up in doing good. I believe there's a Scripture that talks about that somewhere. Another amazing passage that follows right after this is found in Luke 6.37. Luke 6.37. Do not judge others. Say this with me. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others. Or what? Oh, man. Really? And then this last one. Forgive others
1: and you will be forgiven. I don't want to. Let's break this down. I've got a feeling that when Jesus preached this message,
0: this crowd was silent. They are probably like, I don't like this. He might be the Son of God, but He's asking us to do some really hard things. I'm supposed to let people walk all over me and forgive them?
1: Who does this?
0: As I was praying about this, I was reminded of our trip to Florida. I actually just saw one of these up here, but let me get there. Almost every major intersection, there were these people. Bums. Homeless people with signs. Please feed me. I'm hungry. Can you spare a dollar? Everyone, some of them had shopping carts with what appeared to be filled with junk, but almost all of them were rough looking,
1: dirty. You know, my immediate thought was get a job, you bum. How many of you feel the same way?
0: I'm sitting there in my truck. I'm heading to Lowe's, and and this guy's right in the middle. He's what, the median? He's in the median, and he's like, like the guy in the heavyweight fight, the girl, you know. And I'm like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Right? Because you know if you do, something's going to happen.
1: Something's going to tug. I'm judging them. You know, i got to tell you this. This guy, we're sitting, at the, we're sitting
0: ready to go on the beeline. So we're making a left, and there's this other side that's, they're stopped. And they're coming across, so it's not in a place where I can get to the guy, but we're watching, my wife and I. And this guy's out there. He's got one of those signs. And I see somebody's window finally go down, and they handed him a bag. I'm assuming it might have been a breakfast sandwich or a donut. I don't have a clue what was in it. But the guy took it. And almost on command, he had this little four-legged furry guy, a dog. And that little dog, man, started jumping up and down. Like the guy trained him to do it or something. And he picks up whatever was it, he picks it out of there, and that dog went crazy. And he gives it to his little animal. And then he gimps back over. I forgot to tell you that part. He had a gimp. Not the dog, but the man. He was smart. Because after that dog did what it did, guess what? Three more windows rolled down, and I saw money going... And the guy was, (laughs) I'm sitting over there. And honestly, if I'd been on that side of the road that day, I probably would have helped him. Because he tugged on my heart enough, or the dog did. And I didn't care if I was helping him or the dog, and I'm sure that's how the people felt too. But how many of us judge people that find themselves in that place? We don't know why they're there. We don't understand their circumstance. I've never had to beg for food. Maybe you have, but I haven't. And I didn't get where he was at. At the very least, I should keep my opinions to myself. I'm talking about judging people here.
1: At the very least. And you know what? What's it going to hurt if you give the guy five bucks? Or the rest of your Happy Meal or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, but he's going to go get drugs with it. Who cares? That's not your responsibility. I know I'm challenged in this. And I repent of my sins. And I, honestly, I, I admit it. Because this is the thing. It's so easy for me to judge. For you to come in here today and say, man, did he even practice this message before he came out? We're all, we're all Monday morning quarterbacks.
1: Oh man, I could do such a better job. Judging people.
0: Hear what the Holy Spirit would say to you today. Because I'm not just talking about bums. I'm not just talking about you judging the message. I'm talking about life. And how we're constantly judging other people when we should keep our opinions to ourselves. Pretty good wisdom. Wouldn't you agree? And the best part is, if you don't judge others, you won't be judged. So Jesus tells us not to judge. That will spare us from being judged. But what about that forgive part? Let me ask you, how many of you have ever been hurt So hurt that you still carry the wounds today.
1: Look at the hands going up. The rest of you are lying. (laughs) We've all been hurt. It may have been a teacher. It may have been our parent. A brother. A brother in the Lord. But we're supposed to forgive them. How are we doing with that? That word, that one simple word. God did it for you. So who are we? Are we God? If God forgives
0: us of all our sins and evil while we were yet sinners, He still died for you and for me. Who are we? To hang on to unforgiveness.
1: Why would Jesus care?
0: Because unforgiveness kills you. Last week I talked about how if, if you allow sin into your life, the Bible uses the word anger, but it, it applies to every sin. When we sin, we give the devil a foothold into our lives. Forgiveness shuts the door. Unforgiveness cracks it wide open. And he can get in there, and he can start meddling with your thoughts, with your heart, and he can get you thinking on things that no Christian should think on. Is it easy? No. Was it easy for Corey Ten Boom? No. God said, stick your hand out. I'll take care of the rest. And for some of you, that's what you need to do. You just need to realize, all right, God... You're telling me to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to put it at the foot of the cross, at the altar. I'm just going to lay it down, and Lord, I'm not picking it back up again.
1: And you know what? Some of you are going to get healed from that wound that you've been carrying for so long.
0: That's good preaching, Pastor. Everything. Say this with me. Everything Jesus tells us to do in the Word is for our own good. Nothing that He tells us to do is intended to bring us harm. Nothing. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. when you apply the Word to your life, as we're doing this morning, when you put yourself on that mount as the people were sitting there that day some 2,000 years ago, you are doing this. And the Holy Spirit is going to speak into you. He's going to say, look son, look daughter, you need to to change this. You're doing this well. Now work on this over here a little bit. You know, God's not the one that comes in and just starts pounding us. No. He's gentle. He's loving. He wants you to do it His way because you are going to be better off and blessed for it.
1: If we just get this in our heads, in our hearts. When we hear or read Jesus' commands, we need to do them if we
0: ignore His words and hang on to these things, what we're really doing is we're allowing, for instance, unforgiveness. We're allowing that unforgiveness to control us rather than us controlling the unforgiveness. Jesus came to change us for the good. James 1.22, be doers of His Word. Not just hearers. hallelujah another difficult passage i'm going to end with this one the last scripture that is luke 6 38 give and you will receive would you say that with me give Give and you will receive your gift will return to you in full pressed down shaken together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap the amount you give will determine the amount you give back. This is spiritual reciprocity 101. This is a kingdom principle that when we apply it, and if you're sitting here and you're thinking, hey, he's after my money again. I'm not even talking about money right now. I believe Jesus was. It was a tangible thing. But I'm not talking about money. In fact, I'm going to share an example of what I believe Jesus was saying here. We get so wrapped up, so worked up in our own lives, in our selfishness, that we forget to give things away. Even though we have an abundance. But as you give, God pours it back in. And the bigger the unit that you're giving away, the bigger His unit of pouring back in. And you cannot outgive the Lord. We had the privilege of meeting with Chili Chilton this last week. And he spent several days with us and he just poured into us. I invited him to come up to give us a new, fresh perspective. You're going to hear a lot more about this in the future. But today, I just wanted to share this brief little snippet that he gave us because it applies so well to what I'm saying today, to what the Holy Spirit is saying today. He had just started Courage Church in the middle of Detroit, and how many know a white guy in the middle of Detroit is not any easy task? All right? 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 Not to mention, where he was at was rough. And there wasn't anybody sitting there going, hey, tell me all about it, preacher! Uh-uh. They had great services in the morning. He'd get home at night, and all of a sudden he started feeling this loneliness. And he fought it. God, what is this? I'm so lonely. And the man has five kids, so...
1: It couldn't have been because it was, there weren't people around there. Lonely. You can have a hundred people around you and still be lonely.
0: If you've never been a pastor, you might not understand this completely, but trust me when I say
1: it happens. You know what the Lord said to him? Chili? What do you need? He said, Lord, I just need a hug. And he, the Holy Spirit said, "Chili, then give
0: a hug away. And all of a sudden he gets this idea of texting some of his friends who were in the ministry and saying, you know what, I was just sitting here thinking about you. I saw your face and I believe God wants to give you a double blessing today. Thanks for serving Him. Thanks for serving the church. Thanks for serving in God's kingdom. God bless you. And it wasn't long after he had texted several men that he gets these responses back. And they're saying to him, Chili, you just have no idea how that ministered to me today. I was so lonely. And Chili's like, yeah, I didn't get that. (laughs) But because he was willing to do what God told him to do, all of a sudden he realizes, huh? I'm not lonely anymore. What is it you struggle with? What is it that you
1: need? Give it away! And see if what Jesus said doesn't come to pass. Give, and it will be given to you. Hallelujah. As I begin to conclude, I really am.
0: I really am. (laughs) Rachel's like, is he really done this time? (laughs) I have three minutes to close.
1: God bless everybody in Jesus' name. Amen. Just kidding. Stand up with you. Some of the sayings that Jesus spoke were hard.
0: Some are easier to grab onto. But I've observed that usually what the kingdom requires is the opposite of what the world wants to see. In God's kingdom, the very first step is becoming born again. Becoming a new person in Christ. And in order to do that, you have to do the opposite of what's normal. You have to give your life away. Give it to God. That's where it all starts. And if you haven't made that step, you need to do that first. Say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I repent. I want to begin to serve You, Lord. Teach me about You. Help me to be a student of the Bible. Help me to live for You. You gave me this life. Freely, freely I give it back to you. Now do with me as you will. And at that moment, you become born again. You become a new man, a new woman. The old is dead. The new has arrived. That's what this tank symbolized today. When they were, went down, that symbolized the old man dying. When they came back up, it symbolized the new birth. Amen. The resurrection. The spiritual life God has given us. So if you haven't done that, you need to do that. Would you read this with me? Do what Jesus taught us to do and blessings will follow. Now I asked this earlier, and many of you raised your hand. How many could use a couple of blessings this week? Point at it. When I do what He says, the blessings will come. When I live my life the way He told me to live it, the blessings will come. When I love people enough to forgive them, the blessings will come. When I stop judging people because of how I think they ought to live, the judgments will stop coming against me. Would you bow your heads? I just want to ask this question real quick. If you're here today, you just need God to intervene in your life you need that new life you need to change maybe there's been a day in your life when you loved jesus but you've turned your back on him if that's you this includes you in this if you need jesus you just need him to minister to you today would you just lift your hand up please Yep, hands going up all over the room thank you you can put them down i'd like all everybody here to pray with me and then we're gonna go i'll say a final prayer but If you raise your hand, I believe this, that when you take that step of faith, just lift in your hand that little thing. I believe God saw that Jesus is in our midst. He knows where you're at and He wants to help you. So as as we pray this, you pray this out loud so your own ears can hear you and believe that in your heart things are changing right now according to the Word of God. The Word will never return void. The prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. They will change you because God's in the change business. If you believe that, you're going to see it happen today in your life. So, everybody, I would ask, would you pray this with me? Heavenly Father, I can't do life on my own anymore. I need your gift of salvation. You sent it through Jesus, your Son. He died for me, according to the Bible. He allowed those soldiers to beat the daylights out of them and hang them on that cross for me. And today, I repent of my sins. I turn to You. Have Your way with me. Change me. Shape me. Mold me into the person you want me to be. But I confess Jesus is Lord. On November the 19th, 2017. I give you my life and all that I am and all that I have. Now teach me to follow you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning.
1: If you'd like to talk more about
0: this, what just happened, I'll be up here after service. Love to greet you or meet you. If you'd like a little help in your new walk with Him, we call it discipling, but it simply means to be a follower of Jesus. The men have a little booklet. Uh, Brother Gary's in the Gary. Brother Jerry's in the back there. Uh, he's got it, the little green book called "The Start of Something Wonderful: The New Life." Grab hold of one of those. Take it with you. We love you. Make your relationship with Jesus strong, and you'll be strong. That includes a solid foundation in church, wherever that might be. If it's here, great. If you've got another church, great. But get in church, get discipled, and start living for Him. Father, we thank You for everything You've done this morning from the beginning to the end. We thank You for every person that made a decision for You today, whether it's a rededication or a first time, Lord. We pray that You would bless them, hold them up, keep them strong, and Lord, help all of us to be that light in this dark world. We commit Mount Hope Church and all the people into your hands. Help us to love people, especially through our Thanksgiving season. Lord, help us to give what you've given us and to be Christ-like in all that we say and do. We love you, and now keep us safe in our coming and in our going. Bless our uh, fellowship after service, the coffee and the snacks. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Get to know somebody you haven't met yet. Run up to them. We pray you enjoyed this message from Pastor Norm Oberlin. If you would like to partner with Mount Hope Church, you can make your tax-deductible donation online at GaylorChurch.com. From there, just click on Give
1: Online Now. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be with you again next week.